Hello. It's the 1212 podcast. Isn't that more simple? Yeah. yeah. That's, that's nicer. More simple. I like it. Welcome to the, the latest installment and welcome to my humble abode, lads. I'm joined by Darren Matthews, Jordan Robinson. How are you? All good, man. Thank you for having yeah. us down. Yeah. Crap. Appreciate it. Appreciate you making the long journey. The Well, I mean, it's not really a long journey, to be fair enough. Uh, we it's didn't leave last Tuesday. Yeah. Did you? Yeah. The Sherpa died on the way here. <laughs> yeah. uh, but the donkey's fine. <laughs> who, who drove? Uh, I did. Yeah. Which did he pick you up? He did. I was afraid my car wasn't going to make it. So, yeah. um, Are you off for Halloween or what? I can't, I can't normally get you during the week. Yeah, I'm just off on holiday. So oh, yeah. I'm not, uh, yeah, no, I can't normally do it during the week because I'm a real person. Because yeah. comedy pays so well. I'm like, I'm greedy. So I still have a job. You know. Yeah. It's mm. the way to be. You know yourself. It's the future. Exactly. I know. We're you all know. going down that route. Yeah, I mean, com- comedy is obviously uh, it's uh, it's something that you'd love to do as your job, but uh, if the tax man's watching, it's just it's just a bit of a hobby. You know? Yeah, yeah, nobody gets paid to do stand up, do they? No, no, yeah, we do it for the love of the arts. Yeah, yeah, it's good so, for we, can, it's so we can build studios <laughs> at the back of our house. <laughs> yeah, it's a vocation. That's all it is. <laughs> this may as well be a Newry City Supporters Club meeting that's here. True. It really does feel between the three of us. It has that kind of. I say that I've been to two matches, but <laughs> yeah, we haven't quite indoctrinated. You, you'll you'll have a tighter mm. time getting this year because uh, it's a, it's a lot tougher in the in the Premier. Oh, yeah, buddy. yeah. Hasn't yeah. been a great start, has it? I'd, I'd, at least we're not last. That's yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah, yeah harder I mean, harder league too. Absolutely. Just yeah, you support pretty much. It's the kind of support Yuri and anyone who's playing Porter down that kind of thing. So right. Fair yeah. assessment. So yeah, so it's been a pretty great year for us so yeah. far. <laughs> <laughs> Port it down by the scum then, would they? Uh, it's I think maybe everyone in the league is just sort of second. I don't want to. I don't want to shy talk Port it down in your podcast. Let me run do your windows. You're very close. close shy by. talk them. Shy talk them. <laughs> Who gives okay. a fuck? They might. <laughs> yeah, they might. They might. <laughs> just don't give my address out. We'll be fine. <laughs> That's no uh, they played each other recently, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Three-one uh, win in Uri. Yeah. I wasn't at the game, but you aren't. No. Have you been to many games this season? Uh, we were there on Saturday. Uh, been to the Oval. Got um, beaten Saturday, didn't they? Mm-hmm. You know, um, down to ten men. No. Yeah, I have seen somebody on TikTok actually like vlogs the matches now. Have you seen him? Yeah, the the one minute match. Yeah, that's Alex. Yeah, that's good. Keeps Very coming up cool. on my feed, and it's it's nice where I feel like I just don't have to endure all that. You know, the cold weather and mm. queuing up and. You get your highlights in a minute and go, yeah, oh, well, glad I didn't go to that. Doesn't do me. Yeah, it was like the Liverpool-Leeds <laughs> match the other night. I uh, I recorded the match because I had a gig, but my gig was in Lurgan, so it was only five minutes away. And it was with uh, your good buddy, Andy McGibbon. Oh, yes. The, the Bonnevilles. Yes. How was Fucking that? Fucking brilliant. The Halloween Absolutely ball? brilliant, yeah. It was such a good night. Yeah, all the boys uh, are unreal. recorded the match, and I was all, I'm going to try and avoid the score here. <laughs> I left the house at 20 to 8, right? Got into the place at a, just, before tw- uh, just before 10 to 8. As soon as he came through the door, Fala goes, here, fucking lead scored after two minutes, 1-0. <laughs> and I was all, well, there you go. There's no point in me recording this and going home and trying to avoid the score. Half the people there supported Liverpool. Yeah, so they're so, all watching it. Yeah, so it turned into half of them were all cheering and supporting Liverpool. Salah scored, the place erupted. But then the other half were des- desperate for Liverpool to win, or get beat, sorry. Yeah. And they were all United fans and fucking City fans and whatever. And they were, they were just, they were loving it. So there was no avoiding it. It's a tense atmosphere for your gig then. Very tense. Yeah. I, I always like yeah. going on stage to hatred in the audience. <laughs> it's it's the best way, isn't it? <laughs> my favourite. That's why I play Rangers Supporters Club. Any yeah, <laughs> most, of the, most of your gigs. Most of them. And the British Legion as well. That's, yeah. I still have nightmares about I'm that I'm still sorry about that. Uh, that oh, was, really? That was actually me, did that? Yeah. Did you that book that? 100% your Well, name. no, I didn't book that. <laughs> right. That was just where we ended up doing the gig. It was uh, We were booked somewhere else and they hadn't got their... 
their entertainment license wasn't organized, so they just went. You said they we'll, shipped it. So they just went. We'll put it next door, and I was like, "Bang on!" And I didn't ask what next door was, <laughs> and it was uh, it was an RBL hall, as, as they call and it. And they let so you in and stuff. Yeah, they let me in. I the, class. The, it was poorly guarded, but um, it was mm. dead on you. Yeah. What do you mean poorly guarded? Well, you have to walk through basically a museum, and it's it's full of guns and uniforms, and then you walk upstairs. Past, you know, like all depictions of the regala of the r- the regalia, yeah, regalia. Pretty scary. Is regala like a? Is that a brand? Are you thinking of regatta? Regatta. <laughs> <laughs> all I'm thinking about is regal filter in my head. I'm not gonna regal lie. Like. <laughs> Are you desperate for one or? No. So I'm I'm in the processes. I was telling you this on Saturday. So I'm in the processes of giving up smoking. Right. And it's not not going poorly but it, i could be doing better if you know what i mean right right so. is it your vice oh yeah well i have an addictive personality but smoking and sugar just seems to be the worst two things so it's just anything that you can be addicted to oh yeah yeah well no just I'd... like why you're not allowed patty power on your phone <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's actually a great example of why i'm not allowed patty power but yeah no i've never never really had it with a drink or anything like that or any drugs or anything like that oh no, man you're missing that it's great crack <laughs> <laughs> At least I can drive home. Class. That's true. <laughs> so have you went full cold turkey or what are you doing? So uh, on Friday night was the first pack of cigarettes I bought in like about six or seven weeks. Fair play to you. But no, uh, I, I'm pretty much like you see those disposable vapes, you know, the ones you get in garages and stuff elf like that. Elf bars are they yeah, called? Yeah, the elf bars. Yeah. Uh, I'm pretty much just... Really I, I, wait, let's talk about them. <laughs> yeah, they're called elf bars. Um, just, you know, to target them toward kids. That is marketing <laughs> to children. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's what it's for, genuinely. Oh yeah, 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 hundred yeah, percent. Because and like a lot of the flavors and stuff like that, and it's like I don't know any self-respecting adult that wants to smoke a flavor called gummy bear. Mm. Fair. Apart from me, yeah, you okay. know what I mean. That's your brand. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What do <are> you smoke? <laughs> See, like I, I just think it's silly because I, like, I'm not afraid of people that vape. When I was younger, like the the, the hard lads in school smoked, mm. so you knew to be like, oh, they're smoking. They must be tough boys. Leave them alone. People vaping now. I'm like, I'll beat the shit out of you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm I not know. afraid of teenagers anymore, especially like, hey, mate, I'm like, that's a blueberry. That's lovely. Um, not a fan of the old vapes now, I'll be honest with you. I, sound, I could not have sounded older, there, older but... Um, <laughs> Back in my not, day. Not a fan at all. No. I just, uh, I don't know. I feel like there's something that's going to hit, shit's going to hit the fan like years down the line and kids are going to end up with fucking three arms fucking I, I don't know just no teeth i think there's something's going to come out something's going to happen down the line oh this I think is like because well, they just released them they go is this like being tested yeah. or regulated like the, back the, way, the was it in the 60s or 70s everybody smoked because there were no there was no harm in it nobody no test had been done there was no scientific research yeah. into what it was like so everybody smoked so it was all the i think the 70s and 80s were then spent people giving up because all these cancers had started forming and being released and stuff so I, I fully expect down the line something's going to come out and it's going to be like everybody who vaped now has fucking, I don't know, four livers. <laughs> but I smell fantastic. And smell, <laughs> smell of candy floss. Yeah. <laughs> when God closes a door, he opens a window. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, 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 yeah, as you said, I couldn't have sounded older. That's when I'm, you know, hey, youngsters. Yeah, yeah. The guy vaping in the audience last night was like, hey. Outside yeah, the, the fuck. Guy, yeah, the guy right in the front row. Yeah, just... I'm like, it's not tobacco. I don't give a shit. 
doesn't matter. I don't want to breathe something that's been in your lungs. Yeah, yeah stop it. Know, it was very stars in your eyes, just because, like, you know, when you're walking up to the stage, you're yeah. literally walking through a cloud of smoke. It was actually quite nice. Tonight, Matthew, I'm going to be down in my hole. <laughs> <laughs> but smelling great. Exactly. That's the main thing. Where were you last night? Sunflower, my monthly club. Oh, yes. So we did, Good. Um, yeah, it actually went really well. We did, we do it once or twice a year. It's called the Open Mic Special. So it's all the people I don't want to pay. Yeah. And we book them. Um, no, it's it's sort of like new up and coming acts. So because everybody was messaging, being like, "Can I get a spot at the club?" And I'm like, "I have no idea who you are." So it, there, we do an open mic one, put all the new acts on. Jordan called down for a bit. Somebody dropped out, so he got up and did five, tried some Class. new stuff. How'd it go down? Well. <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. Needs work. Yeah, um, I liked it. Uh, yeah, no, it was funny, but um, it was the I ended up so it was my first improv show that I did in about two years last night as well. And it was the like fourth or fifth anniversary of me doing it for the first time last night. No way! I only, I only what are the after doing it. Improv or your virginity? Fuck <laughs> <on>. Both. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good night. You must be good at improv. <laughs> Great. <at> improv. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so that was that was actually really good crack, and I'm back down doing it next Sunday. So, yeah. Just where is that? Uh, Accidental Theatre in Belfast, just on Shaftesbury Square. You enjoy improv? So, oh man, it, yeah, mm. it's different from stand up. I. I don't know. I definitely think I like stand up more, but yeah, there's just there's something there that attracts you to. There's it. something so freeing about getting on stage mm. and like you're going like I should be remembering what I have to say now, but like just going with the flow. Here's the thing: if I'm MCing, am I improving? Technically, like a lesser form. It's like it's like improving with stabilizers. A lesser form. I think improv's <laughs> like an. Just call me lesser. Yes. It's an actor version of of stand up, isn't it? This was my improv. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I've never, like, I've been to see improv shows, but maybe, I, like, I just don't get it, or I haven't tried it, so I don't know, because, mm. is it, uh, you, you've explained this to me before, there's different mm. types of it? Oh, yeah, yeah. Is it long They're form? Or? Long form, short form, short form are, like, kind of the games that you'd see on, uh, like, TV shows, like, um, uh, Whose Line Is It Anyway, and mm-hmm. stuff like that, but then the longer form would be, like, that special that was brought out last year by, was it Middle Ditch and Swartz, or there was, like, a Netflix improv special. Uh, and that's pretty much like a, I think it was like a long form montage where what well, you can't actually see much of a structure. They're just going like when we feel like we need to edit, we'll edit and that kind of thing. Mm. So and that's the kind of thing I do. I don't do short form. Nope, still no clue. What nope. form <laughs> does uh, Michael Scott do? What's he do? Michael Scott? Oh, uh, the short form. Uh, no, it? yeah, no, it's it's co- it's comedy sports he does, which is like it's genuinely a thing in I think Canada where, um, you know the way we have games here where you're playing rugby, hockey in like high school and stuff like that? You can choose comedy sports, which is just improv. And they That's judge you on it. Yeah, it, it's, ve- it's very strange. <laughs> yeah. Do you do improv in school? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you have to wear like shin pads or anything? Or like, what's the... What's just the floaties, that's all you what, need. Like. I was going to say, what's the regatta? <laughs> <laughs> Callback. The, the regalia. Um, is that, so hang on, so in the schools in America or Canada, you can, I mean, is it like doing a, doing drama, but they're... I, I think so. I have heard of some people where they're making kids do stand-up or something, or trying... Oh my God, could you imagine? That'd be amazing, just like a six-year-old being like, my mother-in-law. <laughs> <laughs> Did Mickey Bartlett, didn't he do stand-up in university? Does he have an degree in stand-up or a degree in Mickey's comedy or something? Is dra- a drama degree, but I think obviously it, it helps. He specialised oh, in yeah. comedy, did he know? Can you do that? I'm pretty sure he had something to do with stand-up in his degree. If so, pretty cool. Yeah, it's yeah. live performance, isn't it? Like so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, true. I remember saying, was it a video that Paddy McGahee put up about him doing stand-up at a school talent show? 
And I'm like, that man has not changed. Like, recently? Um, the video was from about 1989. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like an old VHS <laughs> tracking on all of the yeah. TV. I don't, I don't <laughs> think Paddy's just turning up to <laughs> yeah. you know, St. Louis. SP in the corner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Paddy was, uh, yeah, Paddy, he put it up and it was him. It must have been he was doing bits in between the school talent show. It was like, was it like Roy Walker jokes? or? Oh, he was in school. Like yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It wasn't Paddy no, McGeggy no. going back to school or he was booked for a corporate. It's no. That's <laughs> your school. Primary school kids. That's knock, my worst number. Right, I'm right, not too right. bad. I'm pretty old. Most of my teachers are dead. So, um, <laughs> what am I too bad? You're younger than me. 37? You? I'm 38. Are you? You'd have been in the year below me. Uh, but we went to school in two totally different towns. So, yeah. same county? Fair. We'll, get, we'll give you the geography. Yeah. You picked geography or history? Clearly, geography. <laughs> yeah, I picked geography. Failed it. Did you? Yeah, it's fucking terrible. Hang on, there's one. This might be the common factor where we've all had to have like life experience to, to sort of end up where we were at. Did you do well in school? Yes. Did you? Mm-hmm. Did you do well in school? No. Hate it school. I have GCSEs you can play Scrabble with. Yeah. Same? Pretty much. <laughs> Pretty much. Fucking woeful. Uh, the, but I, I put it down to the reason why I didn't do well in school is because I hate being told what to do. I okay. think my whole childhood I was told what to do. I was never given the option of going like, what do you want to do today? What do you want to wear? Where do you want to go? It was army-esque almost with our regatta on. Catholic school. <laughs> Pretty much, but at <laughs> yeah. home, homeschool, <laughs> yeah, Catholic style. Yeah. No, we had to do that thing where it was, um, I went to a school in Bestwood called St. Paul's, and it was like Catholic school. Mm-hmm. But it was dead on, But because I, I had been to like a convent school for primary school. Yeah. So you just always assume in your life the church is going to be telling you what to do. Yeah. <laughs> then you get out in the real world and you go, hey, this isn't real. Yeah, you're on your own again. Yeah. <laughs> is that like with nuns and stuff like that? My head teacher was a nun. Well, that, that would put me off learning. Like. Yeah. Well, I mean, she wasn't actually teaching. She was just, she was just in her office being terrified. Yeah. Jeez, like no. Dumbledore, but she's a nun. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, like when I got in trouble in school, it was bad. Like just getting shouted at by the teachers. But when you guys, like in a convent school, you're getting not only in trouble in school, but you're probably going to hell afterwards as well. <laughs> yeah, that's true as well. Yeah. I mean, you're going to hell anyway, being a Protestant. But um, <laughs> it's uh, yeah. I'm, so I'm, I'm, I'm look, I look, I went to Catholic school. I'm, I'm pretty much an atheist now, but I I always do have the deathbed confession option. Oh yeah. So yeah, you you might have that one. Oh, uh, do you know you probably don't know about that, do you? Do you know you can just be a heathen scumbag all your life and then deathbed <laughs> confession, absolution, straight up the stairs. See, this is why people are supporting Celtic, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Genius. You can say whatever you want. Speaking of Protestants and Catholics, I have a game We're so original. that I have devised. <laughs> I know, I know. I have a game from the nineties that I've devised, right? And I've called it Prod Stewart versus Philomena Tegley. <laughs> So I'm going to give you a celebrity, and you're going to tell me if they're Catholic or Protestant. Right? Superb. I don't think there is a game that is designed that I will be better at than this one. Fair enough. I think I'm going yeah. to be great. Do any of you have a pen, or can you keep your own scores? I can keep my own scores. Okay, so yeah. keep going. I was say a good comedian always carries a pen, but mm, I, mine's <laughs> none of us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, first one. Neymar Jr. Plays for PSG. Catholic. Catholic? Yeah. I say Catholic. He's Brazilian. Yeah. He's Protestant. Is he? Yeah. From South America. According that to Google. can't be a thing. According to Google. That's what I thought too. I thought Brazilian. Not a chance. Him and Kaka as well. So there we go. So nil-nil so far. Fair enough. Leonardo DiCaprio. Hmm. Italian name? Catholic? I'm going Protestant. He's a Catholic. Oh, one nil to darn. Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah. <laughs> Selena Gomez. Selena Gomez. Mexican name. Come on. Yeah, Protestant. Catholic. Is that a Protestant country? Is it? 
Oh, well, Mexico? Mexico? Yeah. Uh, 100% like not, but like I'm just I'm just going against the grain here. She's American. Right, I'm just okay. being really, okay. really, really <laughs> stereotypical. <laughs> what did you say? I said Catholic. He said Protestant. She is a Catholic. Ah. Oh. 2-0 to Darren. <laughs> uh, speaking of Michael Scott in the office, Steve Carell, Steve. who I thought was Jewish. <laughs> I don't know if that's like stereotypical, <laughs> if that's like racist or sectarian or I'm going to go, go Protestant. I'm going Catholic. Two one, he's a Catholic. Ooh. There we go. There go. A lot of people instantly have the office no longer in their top five. Knew <laughs> 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 there was a reason why I didn't like it. <laughs> uh, get to the chopper, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, Austrian. Uh Catholic. Get to the altar. He's a Catholic. <laughs> I'm going to say Catholic too. Oh, did you not answer? I'm so sorry. Don't be giving him points. Do we help him? I'm going to give him a point because okay. I, 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 did you not get to answer that one? No, no, no. no we'll just keep it oh, exciting. But sorry, I did say I'm Catholic sorry. without knowing anything. So Yeah, nice. there we go. So what's it, 3-2? Three, 3-2. Two? Three, two. Three, two. Because two. his dad was a Nazi and the Catholic Church had a well-known policy of just letting them at it. Yeah, yeah. The whole Jordan or Arnold Schwarzenegger? <laughs> Both. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Next up, Oprah Winfrey. Uh, Protestant. Yeah, Protestant. Definitely Protestant. Winfrey. Yeah, she's a Protestant. <laughs> Jürgen. Have you have you picked these specifically that they fit the puns? <laughs> Not even. No, no. I don't even <laughs> have it written down puns. beside it. I'm this just improv, <laughs> baby. <laughs> this is improv that I'm doing. Yeah, this is short so form. Four three. Four take. There's about twenty left here. So Jurgen Klopp. German. Uh, Protestant. Yeah, Protestant. Yeah. yeah. Well done. Just both get a point for that one. Yeah. yeah the, the, the inventor of the Protestants. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Old Martin Luther. That's the one. Mm-hmm. That's it. yeah, exactly. See, is I was good at school. Martin Luther Junior. Is he is it, is he Martin Luther or is that? I probably sound so stupid. Here. <laughs> so Martin Luther Martin Luther, Martin Luther was, Luther was the basically invented Protestantism because yeah. he protested. I thought that was William of Orange. No, I think they they gave him some credit later to try to anyway. He was already a Protestant. Mm. He was the face, but okay. you know, yeah, yeah. Martin Luther still yeah, yeah. Martin Luther King is the civil rights activist who was shot. Amen. Okay. Is that who you're confusing those of? So he's not actually related to Martin Luther. The clue is that one of them was white. <laughs> Who was white? Martin Luther? Yes. The German guy. Believe it or not. Never heard of him. I thought <laughs> I just figured it was Martin Luther King Jr.'s da. Uh no no no. No, Protestants weren't invented in the forties, like it's it's right, longer right. than that. It's been going a while. I remember he says I'm shit at school. <laughs> <laughs> just I never listened in school. I remember going into my like classes. And then my exams, and you would open it, the, the fucking, the test, and I'd be like, we, I have, Did no, we I, do I have this? no idea. Did we do this? Have we covered this topic? And my mates are like, we, we were taught volcanoes for, for weeks. And I was like, where was I? <laughs> I was in school, like I had a fucking 100% record. Yeah. But where was I in my head? I must have just been in dreamland. I must have been like, I'm going to do this when I'm older. I'm going to go here. I'm going to see this. Volcanoes, you thought a combustible environment was drum cree, did you? Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just stay out of Porta Down in the summer. It was dead on. Yeah, one day a year. <laughs> uh, next up, Bono. Catholic. Oh, hang on. I've, I've gone too I'm going Protestant. Is, this could be a trick question here. Bono. Is he like a Buddhist or something? Vault Hag. Is he? Of course he is. No, it's okay. Bono? Nah, yeah. That's yeah. okay. I wasn't uh, sure because, you know, Adam Clayton, the bass player, is English, so the letter, they wouldn't end up on. Yeah, they would. They would. It's okay. <laughs> uh, Jerry Madol, my old neighbour. Never. Uh, Madol's a Protestant. He is indeed. Protestant? Yeah, I would have gone Protestant too. Sorry, I've, I've, I've <laughs> completely cut Stop you off again. I'm going to give you... <laughs> what, sorry. What, what score are we on here? But I'm on five. I'm on six. Five. Six five five. or six. 
It would be funny if it finished like 1916, wouldn't it? <laughs> you've been given too. Like, I was thinking and they just gave me a point. No, I'm sorry. This is why I don't host game shows. <laughs> ben Affleck? Ooh, uh, from Boston, so I'm going Catholic. I will also go Catholic. It's Protestant, lad. There you go. Tens it's not that bad. Matt Damon's a fiend and that's ah, what it is. That's it. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy Bryson? Ah, oh, no. Like, he, he has the rage of a Catholic. <laughs> he, he really does. Uh, I'm do going Scientologist. <laughs> do you think he cracks up every time people call him Shamey online? Yeah. <laughs> do you think he does? Shamey Oak. Is that what it is? Shamey we, Oak? We, no, it's young Shamey. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. I thought Bryson was like Oak in Irish or something. <laughs> in English. No, Oak, Oak is young. I okay. am purely doing this just in case he listens to annoy him Catholic. <laughs> right. <laughs> I can say a Protestant because I'm a mercenary and I want the points. He's a Protestant. Oh, there you go. I have a story about Jamie Bryson that Go I don't know. I, I should okay. He uh, can edit it. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. Uh, <laughs> just bleep out the name that I said I had an interesting story about, <laughs> and I'll still tell the story. Right. Um, there was a documentary uh, being filmed by uh, this comedian who was from like Greenland or Iceland or something, uh, and he got funding to come over here and um, make a documentary about the NI protocol, and it was on the eleventh night. Uh, he was gigging with us and he came to the rest of the comedians and he was like, look, I don't have a car, but I need to get to Bangor because I need to interview Jamie Bryson <laughs> to, uh, to get his side of the story on the whole NI protocol thing. And I'm going down to the bonfire in some estate in Bangor and I need to <laughs> interview him. And I was like, okay, no bother. So uh, I get, get in the car and stuff like that. And the police have closed off the bit of the road where we were trying to get to in Bangor. So the guy ends up ringing Jamie Bryson and he puts it on loudspeaker mm-hmm. and he's in the back seat and he's just put this phone on loudspeaker and Jamie Bryson is giving me directions trying to get through all the, like, <laughs> all the blocked off streets in Bangor on the 11th night. Jesus. And it is such a surreal story. And <laughs> uh, it is hilarious to hear that man try and pronounce the word mural. <laughs> <laughs> Allegedly, Jordan, Jordan. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just going to finish with allegedly. You're bullying somebody's not even here. <laughs> bad crack, lad. I think we should give him a ring and let him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah come back with rebuttal. something here. <laughs> so this interview had to be done on the eleventh night. Apparently so, yeah, because he he was over so here he was filming the bonfire and all that. Crap. Yeah, I feel like that's when Shimmy Og would be at his like P- most powerful, <laughs> most powerful, <laughs> but also at his busiest. Yeah. Oh yeah, do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, maybe yeah, he's true. the guy who drives that we, you know, you see the boys with like the low loader. Mm. Maybe he does that. Maybe he's driving that and putting the the forks up because you see the guys up the bonfire, which is madness. You see people climbing that. Somebody's like, climb that. I'd be like, well, climb it yourself. I know, I know, I know. No, not a chance. Yeah, some of the there are works of art though, but works of art that get burnt twelve hours later. Do you know? Whereas, I I I think one should be built and then just left forever. See, I, I used to have a, a bit of material that was based on that story. When people were complaining about how much they pollute, they were like, oh, these are you know, polluting because we're burning wood. Those blue pallets, that stuff that they spray on and they make them blue is like carcinogenic. You can make, you can get sick off it. So right. they're, they're burning it basically and releasing it into the atmosphere. But I said, if people want like bonfires to end, I was like, don't ban them. Mm-hmm. I was like, offer to help make them bigger and tell people to stand closer. <laughs> Would that not end it sooner? <laughs> yeah, probably, yeah. I would lose a couple of family members, but... <laughs> Anyone you'd miss? <laughs> 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 no, 
we'll be good. We'll be good. Thank you for being meaner there, because I was just going to be like, he's been sectarian, but he's, he's made it all right. That's fine. <laughs> right, we've only a couple left. We'll finish it off here. What are the scores? Six, five? Seven, five. No, it's seven, seven, five. seven, five. Yeah. Uh, Tom Brady? Tom Brady. Um, no, I'm going Catholic. Sold the soul to the devil, and that's a Catholic thing. Yeah, yeah you need a soul to sell. Never mind. <laughs> Getting a divorce at the minute, isn't he? Going through a divorce. Yep. Is he? Yeah, he's yeah. Uh, she left him. Leonardo DiCaprio's ex ex girlfriend. So you know she's over twenty five. Yeah, Call yeah. back. <laughs> yeah. Never mind. Three years. She obviously got with Tom Brady after that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And she was left on the shelf. Uh, full There Good. you go, Brady. Yeah. That's easy. I right? yeah. 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 Yes. Now, like when you are hearing these in your heads, are you going like, yes, or he's like. Oh, I now have to hit that person for no reason. Or are you <laughs> yeah, I'm not un- no, pretty easy going about my head. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. I hit everybody. It's easier. <laughs> it's you don't so have to waste time picking. <laughs> Give me back him. Oh, United, Real Madrid, fascist. No, um, <laughs> Pro- <laughs> Give me back him. Uh, I'm going Protestant. 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 Yeah. 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 Uh, Nelson Mandela. <laughs> <laughs> Is that racist? No. Is that uh, was that an impression, or have you just got a mouthful of sweets? I was <laughs> <laughs> just came back from trick or treating. <laughs> um, Nelson Mandela said that. Yeah, no, he. Yeah, they're just like famous quotes and stuff like that about um, like he finds like Irish freedom fighters and stuff like that very admirable. So I'm going Catholic. I'm gonna go Catholic because wasn't he big mates with Archbishop Desmond Tutu? Was he? I pointed out to you there because you said Protestant. I didn't go. <laughs> one He's of one of him. He's one of him. There's one here. Get him. Jim Curry. Somebody Ooh. stop him. Jim Curry, Canadian. I'm going Catholic because the Grinch was green. <laughs> I didn't invent the Grinch. <laughs> the clip for this episode is just going to be you saying, I'm going Catholic. <laughs> And <laughs> just that's it. Uh, I'll I'll say that I'll say that Jim Carrey was a Protestant. Catholic. Tie game, baby. Mm. Is it? This is the last one as well. Oh, oh, yes. Are you ready? Yeah. Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant. Well, he's not really. I think he's dead. What did he used to be? A basketball player. <laughs> Re- religiously. Um, basketball player. Yeah. Religiously. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he did that quite a lot. <laughs> Uh, right. Fucking so baby two there. Isn't right. he from Colorado? I think he's from Colorado. So that doesn't, he had a helicopter. <laughs> that doesn't help whatever. He had a helicopter which might sway things. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to go Catholic. Right. I'll go Protestant because then it'll divide the game and it'll be some excitement <laughs> for the viewers. Yeah. And our winner. Yes. Who ran was a Catholic? Jordan Robinson. Kobe Bryant was a Catholic. Yes. yes. And that concludes our game of Prod Stewart first Philomena Tegley. Well <laughs> Thank you very much for playing, lads. Appreciate it. Thank for you. Unlike well the with. Angels, he couldn't play. There you go. <sighs> what, too soon? Far, far too soon. Been yeah, dead what? for weeks, at least. <laughs> I know. He's been dead for... Well, how long has he been dead? Did he die at like the start of the pandemic? Yeah, it was like in the middle of the pandemic, wasn't it? Was, was it? it? I think so. I don't remember. Um, Reginald D. Hunter. Yes. Tell us everything. Uh, he is a was stand-up it? comedian from Atlanta, Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> was it everything you expected and more? Um, so I had met him a couple of times before, not gigging, but right. just met him. And uh, he is the... So he was my dad's favorite comedian, and therefore 
he's my favorite comedian you know that <laughs> way you have like you just want to go like yeah no i find that funny too dad so how was he your dad's favorite comedian Be- was it because of where you originated from no 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 um uh just through watching like live at the apollo and stuff like that right, right. and uh like tv panel shows like uh uh have i got news for you and stuff like that um and we w- went to go see him in the ulster hall and stuff like that when i was like 16 15 16 something like that and yeah that was the first like live comedian that i saw um can so i ask a question yeah is he lovely he was very nice to oh me. thank god and because <laughs> you like him so make that's, yeah, I'm that's happy what i wanted for you. to ask you yeah, yeah, yeah you, you, so i don't find it you really love him and he's a dick <laughs> no 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 he's absolutely lovely guy um chucked it uh, <laughs> and it's weird because <laughs> when i first started doing stand-up i i feel like a kind of stalker when i'm saying this but i used to go like i have been to pretty much every major irish town to go see him have you yeah dundalk galway cork limerick uh, we've got to Seven remind you back major irish town to start <laughs> with dundalk <laughs> uh it's the town but um yeah and i was doing my first kind of solo show in uh, sunflower this was back 2019 i was like you know what'll really shift tickets if I get a quote from a guy that's never seen me before. <laughs> <laughs> so after the gig in Dundalk, I got talking to him and stuff like that. And I must have just come across as the fucking weirdest guy ever. But anyway, asked him a question going like, uh, I'm trying to sell the show out. Would I be able to get a quote from you? Uh, and he goes like, message my Facebook page and we'll sort something out. I was like, fantastic. And I was like, this is great. I'm actually going to get it from like my favorite comedian. Uh, so I messaged him the next day like really appreciate talking to me uh and send him a clip and never heard anything back uh so the show show went on i sold out anyway i was very happy with it um pandemic happened um i'd seen him a couple of times since and then i i got so i got the gig at newcastle and i was like he's gonna remember me like, i'm like oh man i'm so sorry about not doing this thing like nearly four years ago i'm really sorry so um we do the gig it was really great i i, I really fucked up bad um because me it was Teresa livingston and rory woods were on the first half and i did like five minutes just kind of like i'm saying at the start uh we had a break reginald comes into the green room we're all chatting it was a really nice atmosphere and then i was like okay i'm going to do like maybe five minutes and then just bring you straight on and then come on afterwards thank everybody and then i'll be us and it was like perfect and i was so nervous because i was shouting myself on at the side of the stage mm-hmm. so i was so nervous <laughs> when i was <laughs> when i was getting back up because reginald the hunters like right behind me i'd be like <laughs> ladies and gentlemen please welcome to the stage reginald d hunter and then i walk out <laughs> and do another like 15 minutes <laughs> Just pure nerves. So you, you didn't remember your own name. <laughs> and ever saying, I'll do five, you did 15. <laughs> and this isn't even the worst thing. So he comes out and he kills. He has a great kick. Uh, I come at the end, uh, do the whole fist bump thing. It was very nice. It's very, very uh, uh, bucket list moment. And then I'm <laughs> I muddle my words up at the end. I was like, Newcastle, you've been an awful audience. I meant to say awesome. <laughs> say awful. <laughs> and then I was just like, I'm going home. <laughs> So we're in the green room afterwards. We're all having like a couple of drinks and stuff like that and just kind of like chilling out. And um, uh, like the, the conversation kind of hits like a natural lull. And I can see Reginald the Hunter looking over at me. And he goes like, you know what? I actually, I think I've seen you before. And I was like, 
This is it. He remembers. <laughs> Outside his bathroom window. <laughs> yeah, me just fogging up the window. Um, just brushing your balls with his toothbrush. Allegedly. Um, and he goes like, oh yeah, I, I thought I recognized you. You look like a chunky Abe Lincoln. <laughs> so what it may have fuck? taken me four years, but I finally got my quote from my poster. <laughs> chunky Abe Lincoln. That's even better than going super funny or yeah, exactly. love this guy on stage. That's even better. Also, see, see, as a promoter, if you're telling me you're going to do five and then you do 15, oh, yeah. by minute eight, I'm in the balcony assembling a sniper rifle. <laughs> like, five minutes, wasn't I? <laughs> going out like Abe Lincoln as yeah, well. Yeah, exactly. Shot in the theatre. So all in all, oh yeah, good experience. Fantastic experience, yeah. yeah. Uh, big shout out to Rob uh, down in Newcastle. He's a very nice guy. How did you get the gig? Uh, I asked. <laughs> did yeah, it was one of those things where... I Haggerty with a sideways, who books that? <laughs> no, no, I'm asking more as in like, were you approached and he just happened to be on? Or no. Was, like, so stars I, aligned moment? I, I found out that he was on maybe like a week or so before. I was like, fuck. How did I not know about this? Because I hadn't seen it advertised or anything mm. like that. And you now live approximately beside Newcastle. <laughs> I know, right? It was really annoying. I was like, this can't, I cannot let this go ahead. Um, so I messaged Rob and I was like, um, hey, see Reginald D. Hunter. Uh, and like, I've talked to Rob before about it. And I was like, uh, obviously, you know, I'm a huge fan. I was just wondering if there's any support slots going. And he goes like, uh, no, but uh, you can MC it if you want. Now, I have MC'd twice in my life. Jesus Christ. And normally you'd think, before admitting or like accepting such a like kind of big deal you would think about it for more than one second but i was like you're fucking right i'm doing that that's great <laughs> i'm surprised you don't you weren't down MC in the pavilion monday night MC in the empire tuesday MC in lavery's wednesday thursday it's just, just to get ready yeah. i need to build a cv here before i before this man realizes i'm lying just yeah. practicing saying your name from the side of the stage just <laughs> ladies and gentlemen oh damn it <laughs> Yeah, you've been an awful audience as well, right? Like, the, you're like, we're out of the woods, he's done his set, I've got everybody on stage. Once the headliner's on, that's the pressure off his MC. <laughs> no, you still bust. Did you not realise you said that? I, I, I realised I said it when everybody started laughing after I walked on stage. Yeah. And then I just, re I realised, I was like, oh, fuck, I did say that, didn't I? I was like, well, in case anybody hasn't <laughs> realised yet, I'm not Reginald D. Hunter. <laughs> Jesus oh, Christ. Dear. That's a very similar story to how I got the Nuri match. Well, Liverpool, when I contacted uh, Darren Mullen, the Newry manager, yep. and I was like, you know, I'm a big fan of Liverpool, is there any chance I can come down and just sort of uh, knock about or do something or film something? And he goes, yeah, yeah, let's have you filming or you can vlog the day or something. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, will I, will I bring my shin pads? Or Joe just like kind of chance on my arm. And he goes, do you play? And I was like, yeah, I play a wee bit. You know, I've played in the past, whatever. And he goes, uh, do you know what? Bring your shin pads in. So I went down on the day. I didn't bring any camera stuff, nothing. I was like, fuck <laughs> vlogging. I'm down to play a match. And I was like, no, can you promise me I'll get on? And he goes, yeah, yeah, we'll give you... Um, there's like There was three half-hour matches, isn't that right? Yeah. And he says, we'll give you like... You can play the whole third match. And I was like, unbelievable. And then I remember during the second match, somebody got injured. And they were all, lads, we need somebody to go on. And I goes, I'll go on, like, fucking within a heartbeat. And they goes, right, you're on right wing or whatever. And I goes, now, I was promised I'm playing the whole third match. If I go on here, yeah. don't fucking take me off. And that's the end of my day. I was like, I'm playing the third match no matter what. And he goes, aye, whatever. Because half the fellas were over, like, 50. And they yeah, were all like, we, we don't care as minutes. much as you do. Yeah. <laughs> So <laughs> you, you were playing for the Nuri team, right? Yeah, I, I was just imagining team. you with like a full Liverpool strip on, the training kit and everything. Yeah, John Terry showing up with us. <laughs> coming out of the stands for Tego. <laughs> no, you did well. And what did you do? 
Scored a wee goal. Yeah. Oh, look at that. Against Liverpool, you And traitor. I have it filmed, and I refuse to show anyone, because it's the <laughs> worst goal you've ever fucking seen in your life. Bobble it's it. the worst. I, I threw myself at the ball, because it was coming towards me, and I was about two yards out. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this ball is not going into the back of the net without hitting me somewhere yeah. in my body. And I threw everything at it, and it missed. I think it, I went to head it, but it hit my knee before it hit my head. <laughs> and went in, and I was like, that'll do me. Hey, and do you know it. what, too? See the pros, the Liverpool pros. You're talking like Don Hutchison, some fella I don't even know. Supported Liverpool all my life. Never seen this fella before. I mean, fuming, screaming that I was offside, and I was like, I wasn't offside. There's a fella fucking you can see in the video yeah. afterwards. I was like, I wasn't offside. I mean, they called that linesman everything, <laughs> and this is a friendly in Uri. They're competitive football. There's nothing friendly. I mean, mm. those lads. Even McAteer was a slobber the whole match. McAteer got nutmegged and he was furious. Yeah, yeah. He, tried, he tried to nutmeg me yeah. and I just happened to close my legs in time and hit me and went out. Yeah, one of the, one like, of the old Newry players nutmegged him and then danced around an boy and the crowd went yeah. wild and he was fiend. Wasn't uh, Don Hutchison too? He was going to fucking drive somebody, wasn't yeah. he? Yeah. I've like never <laughs> seen the, like any footballer as livid in my life. Don Hutchison was going to batter a fella. Like, he'd have followed him home yeah. if we hadn't went for drinks after. <laughs> yeah. It was it was unbelievable. Was it but Don I, I put you in beside the bus? Who were you sitting beside in the bus? Who was I sitting beside in the bus? Phil Neal? Phil, yeah, yeah, because I, I had the seat and, then I, and Sean got on the bus and I was yeah, like, yeah, Sean, yeah. would you like to sit beside <laughs> this legend of the club you follow? And do you know what? Sean was like, oh, yeah. The only thing was, I was quite tipsy, so I, re- I remember very little of our conversation, but I remember asking him all these questions of yeah. all like the European Cup finals he's playing. He scored winning goals in, cu- in European Cup finals. And it's like mind-blowing dream fucking stuff you couldn't even dream of as a Liverpool supporter. And I was just sitting next, next to him, just picking his brain. Mm-hmm. And then I remember getting off the bus and I was all, I'm half cut. I remember none of that. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I sort of, I had the seat beside him and then Sean got on. And I was like, well, Sean actually supports it. There's no point talking to a Man United fan. I was like, Sean, I'd sit there and chat to that man. I was sitting across. And it was, it was like adorable. I was just looking over at Sean. He was just sitting like this. I was just in, in dreamland. <laughs> yeah. like, Tell me more dreamland. about the European Cup winning goal you scored. Yeah. Just, uh, I mean, I, I thought the erection was inappropriate, but it was, uh, <laughs> it was well, a beautiful asking moment. Asking him to touch it was inappropriate. <laughs> me having one was all right. I'm sure he's used it, but... <laughs> No, um, they, were, they were a lovely bunch and then chatting with them uh, at the, like, the dinner after and all. It was really, really nice. Wasn't it? Yeah. It, was a ni- it was a nice day. It was good for the club as well and mm-hmm. big fundraiser and class for the Liverpool fans that go over to see them all doing that. I forgot I was actually going to wear my Newry shirt for this podcast. I forgot. Do you know Mine's the wash, I get the new Liverpool one. one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. You got a player fit. Ki- yeah, you got to keep it. Yeah, yeah. That's it's amazing. They are pretty nice, actually. Mm. Yeah. There's really like 30 of them in existence. Mm. Should have got it signed and raffled it. <laughs> Should have done it. Aye, aye. But who's, who do you want to sign it? The Liverpool players. Yeah, should have got mm. the Liverpool because the Liverpool legends. There was like five or six guys, wasn't there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, there was some like the local team. lads playing for them and all, wasn't there? Yeah, I think you could buy in to play for Liverpool, and then they just swapped the rotated the teams. The guys would come on and off, sort of, mm. as the fitness dictates when you're fifty-seven. Mm. Yeah, yeah. What I never thought of doing was actually going over to their dugout towards the end and going, "Here, lads, do you want me to kit out for you? You're all knackered. Do you know what I mean?" I never thought of job. doing that. I, I just swapped. Darn, played for them. That's right. Well, Darn. he's a massive Liverpool fan. Yeah. Are well, you saying I'm not? Well, yeah, but he also he helped organise it, so yeah. he was gonna he was gonna do that. Like yeah. he played a half each, didn't he? He played a half. I think so, yeah. One game for Newry, he ran the Newry bench, and then he went up mm. and played for Liverpool. Did Fair he ever play for Newry? <laughs> I don't think Darren did. No. Was he a footballer? Yeah, but it would have been uh, sort of probably your Saturday Sunday league stuff. I don't know. Actually, that'd be one to chat them. I mean, he's got he's got his coaching mm. badge from something, so he knows mm. what he's on about. Have you lads ever played football? You play Gaelic at the minute, don't you? For you play for East Belfast. Yes. We're in, the, we're in the winter break at the minute, so I've taken up the playing Aussie rules. 
played my first game. I've no idea what I'm doing, but it's great crack. Like an actual team over here? Yeah, the East Coast Eagles are based in Belfast. Class. So there's Aussie rules. There's four teams now in the north that they all play a winter league. And then there's a team called the Redbacks, and they play in like an All-Ireland League in the summertime. So don't think I'll be doing that because I'll be back at Gaelic or hmm. should probably retire at 37. But I, pl- I played underage. I played soccer when I was underage. Yeah. So on like a weekend, I would have played soccer, Gaelic, hurling, and rugby. Multicultural. In like two yeah. days. And then obviously as you get a bit older, it's like, I'm kind of tired and pints are handier. <laughs> so that's what happens. <laughs> Plus I was playing music and all that stuff, so I dropped out. So I never, I never really played, never played football probably at, at any sort of competitive thing past like under 14s. And then I, mm. I played for a year, or played a few games when I was at New Zealand, that was it. Because they all thought I was good. What were you, Jordan, <laughs> did you play? Uh, comedy sports mainly. Um, <laughs> no, I, I played rugby quite a lot. I was pretty good at rugby. Um, played ice hockey. Wasn't very good at that. Um, but football would probably be the two sports that I follow most. Definitely now is either football or ice hockey. Like to to the extent where it's like literally it's the only thing I use flash forward for on my phone. Yeah, yeah. You're yeah. going to watch those two things. Yeah, true. You're a Belfast Giants fan, aren't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah it's, that's all you got here, pretty much. But uh, yeah, so my uh, my brother still plays ice hockey and stuff like that. He's actually heading over to Montreal and to play hockey, and it's the first proper time. Like it's like a kind of I don't know tournament type thing that he's going over for, and it's the first time any of us uh, are actually playing like actual games. And that was one thing I had over my brother for a while because mm-hmm. like the way we have five aside pitches, they have like. Uh, like ice rinks and stuff mm. like that outside in Canada. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, pond hockey. Yeah, like last time I was over, um, uh, we were just like messing about with mates, and I was like, it was the first Robinson to play hockey in Canada, and now Amazing. he's getting to play at the Bell Centre, and <laughs> I'm uh, <laughs> and uh, I'm doing a gig in Offaly. <laughs> Other than that, you'd be away playing. Exactly right. You have, you have I, a gig. Uh, so I used to play when I was young underage, we would have played in the middle league, so we would have been down in Portadown in Lurgan playing games on a Saturday morning. For all I know, I played against you. I played Middlestar too. Might have done, but what happens, I played for a team called Brookfield up in Bestbrook where I'm from, right. and we were in the Carnbane League, which was all in Uri. The Caribbean League? Carnbane. <laughs> oh, right, okay. Carnbane <laughs> is like where the pitches are. It's right. like an industrial estate. The Caribbean that's, League. That's so far from the Caribbean. Yeah. <laughs> Just me. It's fucking industrial Four stage. guys from Antigua and two Jamaicans. Yeah. Getting scouted by Trinidad and Tobago. Yeah. <laughs> that white guy playing with Dwight York. Um, Trinidad and Taban Bridge. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we would have played that one and we had that thing because it was obviously the 80s and 90s and this place was a shit show. We were a mixed team and that just wasn't a thing. So we were like, ah, there's boys a and girls. There's a <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, my Gaelic team was boys and girls until like under 14. Mm. The girls were two best players we had. Um, we did that thing where we were playing Carnbane and because of like sectarianism we're like we're going to move to Mid-Ulster because you know the ones in Europe giving the Protestant kids a bit of a hard time then we moved to the Mid-Ulster League right. so we went from being the most Protestant team in Uri <laughs> to being the most Catholic team <laughs> in <Mid-Ulster>. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like oh it's the same but now we're just driving further <laughs> good times do you miss it at all? all? what? do you miss it? do I miss playing football? yeah um, yeah, I mean, I do. I still like playing five aside, but I think because I'm I'm too competitive to play like five aside, it's probably oh, a bad yeah. idea. You yeah. batter people, shouting at people. Enough. Yeah, you do shout quite a lot. Yeah, I can't help it, man. Yeah, Talisis, is there a comedians football thing going on at the minute? Yes, in Belfast. Yes. What is that about? How often do you play, or what? <laughs> Once a week. Have you have you spent? I haven't got. I've been gigging, so I didn't. Yeah, get I I go. I, 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 
By the way, the cat in that. Oh, yeah, I'm actually pretty yeah. good. Yeah. Oh, yeah? Surprisingly. Yeah. yeah, like, when you grow up watching Shaka his luck, you can't help but be oh, good yeah. at being Do you dive and shit, do you? Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 100%. You can shift it for a big one. <laughs> exactly. And it's hard to score in five of his eye nets. <laughs> <laughs> Is it indoor or outdoor? Uh, outdoor. Okay. Stop um, yourself. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's every, like, every fortnight or something like that. The next Class. game's tomorrow. Uh, and, yeah, it's it's... Surprisingly competitive for mm-hmm. people who have no cardio. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> it's great. And uh, uh, have you got how many? I take us five aside. Uh, yeah, yeah, four, four, five aside, something like that. Is it first ten to put their names down or what? Or yeah, yeah, stuff like that. You have ten for you tomorrow. Ju- um, I don't know. See, Jack McGee kind of like sorts everything out. He's like the mum of the group. Right. And uh, I'm just soccer like, mom. yeah, the soccer mum, <laughs> soccer <laughs> McGee. <laughs> yeah, he has big tits. And <laughs> Drives a Chevrolet. But yeah, no, definitely. Um, uh, the more the merrier. Uh, mm. I've just. I was added to the Facebook group. You see, I think it might have been Jack McGee that I oh, made yeah, yeah, to the yeah. Facebook group. But yeah. then I never. I don't know if I maybe had notifications automatically turned off or something. But mm, I've be. never received a notification for it. Do you have to be? Do you have to be a comedian to play, or do you just have to be comically bad at football? <laughs> Same thing. Well, it's actually hard to tell. Oh, okay, people. fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I, I don't know. It kind of seems... I, I like the way it's just comedy-based. Because you're like, oh, I saw you at an open mic once, and now you're skinning a field full of people. No, so, fair um, enough. That's not yeah. too bad. I feel like there's a full open mic scene that I know nothing about. Is there a full new wave of acts? There, there yeah. really is. Yeah. So there's been, like, stand-up comedy courses where there's, like, nine at a time that are injected in the scene. And who runs that? Um, like Graham Watson was doing one, Paul Moan was doing another one, and it's like there's just like an influx of these new people, and they they come up to you and go like, "Oh, I've seen you," and you're like, "Oh, another adoring fan," and they're just asking <laughs> you, "Where do I get five minutes?" Yeah, <laughs> no, there's loads of people. That was one of the things I had to do that gig last night was sort of just like clear the lines because you're just getting all these mm. tons of messages, being like, "Yeah, I'm hey, the same I've, I've, for people all like, my I've gigs. done like one gig, and I'm like, well, yeah. the, I was like, my gig's not open mic." Yeah. My gig is 10 for 10. It's 10 comedians doing 10 minutes, but it's usually people who who I've seen or who I know, so I know to book them. So, mm. But yeah, no, there's a whole lot of... Th- I mean, uh, the pavilion there where Luke's running, it, he's, I think he's struggling to give people the time because there's just so many. Really? Yeah. yeah. And I keep turning up going like, any chance? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's like, there's already 43 people on. Yeah. Jordan Jordan just appears like he's haunting the venue. <laughs> yeah, that's genuinely. <laughs> yeah. I think that is my greatest strength as a comedian, not my comic timing, not, you know... My my willingness to write new material, it's just being there, you know. Yeah, jo- Jordan came and did the the gig last night. He just kind of called down, and then an act dropped out. So I that that act was going to do ten minutes. So I split his time between himself and another act who who just came down to show or to show up. So what I did was I said to Jordan, "You've got five minutes," and he did his ten minute set in four minutes, and then did a minute of new material at the end. <laughs> right. he, he, you talked like machine gun. It was amazing. I was like, "Why are these?" Yeah, I'm like, why aren't these people laughing at the normal bits? And it's because they laughed a minute before because I got <laughs> yeah. to it so quickly. I was like, oh, okay, I get it, I get it. He did that, and he got the new stuff, and he was like, slow and controlled. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Slow and controlled. <laughs> yeah, that's jazz, baby. Yeah, that was good. Do you still, I'm going to ask a question, then I'm going to grab us all a bottle of water over here. Beautiful. Nice. Do you get, still get nervous doing stand-up? No. You don't? I do you really not? don't. Oh, shit, I do. I was shitting myself last night before improv. Um, because it's the first time I've done. Because it's like a two different years. thing, is oh, yeah, it entirely? Like, um, I ca- I kind of find it. Do you get nervous? I get nervous for every gig. Serious? Yeah. 
not like because there's people. But I'm usually too busy. To be <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm usually running around doing something. She's no. like, "Hi, I'm the doorman, the sound man, the <laughs> MC." <laughs> yeah, I'm usually pretty terrified. So no, I I think like fear keeps you safe. It's a uh, mm. the human nature thing. Yeah. If I'm scared, I won't make a balls of this. That's my theory. What about you? I think it almost depends what's resting on the gig, but I wouldn't call it nerves. I would get maybe a bit of butterflies. I would maybe get a wee bit nervous if, do you, do you know what I hate, right? I feel like, uh, I did this gig the other night in Lurgan, and there was maybe 20 people there that had both never seen me do stand-up before, and will never see me do stand-up again. So to me, it was almost like, this is one of these gigs, and it's not a comedy club, it's not a comedy night, mm. it's just me telling jokes in between bands or whatever. So I was very sceptical going into that, thinking... How's this gonna go? This is yep. gonna be the these guys' only opportunity to ever see me perform. My reputation almost depends on this gig, but then I had a great gig and I was like, "Oh, happy days! That's good. It, it went down really well." Yeah, that pressure was awful. You realized yeah. it was going good. Yeah, but sometimes I do feel that that pressure, but not not necessarily nerves. Excuse me. Mm. Just I, one pressure. of the things though, from like from knowing you for like ten years, and you probably seen from seeing the show, you're the you make me nervous because you're the person I think out of everybody that when I watch, you love awkwardness. Yeah. You live in awkward. Yeah. When the I crowd are awkward, you're just like, <laughs> you yeah. really enjoy it. Yeah. I don't know why. I be the back like, <laughs> do you know what fascinates me? I think one of the most powerful things you can do on stage is be quiet. I yeah. think a lot of comedians are like, oh, fuck silence and it scares the shit out of them. Whereas I'm trying my best or I, I think I, I'm good at it now or I'm all right at it or I feel okay about it. But at the start, silence scared the shit out of me. Yeah. So mm. I've tried to sort of master that and just go and bit of silence is okay. It's it's very actually commanding, do you know what I mean? When you're on stage and you don't necessarily feel like you have to fill every second. Yeah, you have that great thing where when it, the silence makes people nervous laughs out of silence is great. Yeah. It's yeah. like you're just sort of stirring them out and one person will break. <laughs> and then that one person break and makes everybody else laugh. And you're like, yeah, yeah. I didn't even say anything and I did that. That's it. You That's see, cool. I think somebody spoke one time about Chappelle, and he went on stage once, and he went, Mrah. and the audience all started laughing. He went, Mrah. and he literally did that for about 13, 14 minutes, and everyone was in <laughs> fucking raptures, and it was like, that's when you know you've made it, because you're, people are already sold on you. People mm. are there to see you. Was that one of the reasons it was like Eddie Murphy said that's why he quit stand-up? Because he was going out and he said hello and the place erupted and he was going, what's the point? Quite possibly, You yeah. all think I'm, you're laughing because of who I am, not because yeah. of what I'm going to say. So yeah. I thought I remember seeing that where he was like, basically, it was no challenge anymore where mm. his his whole thing was that he was, he loved being an up and coming comic when no one knew who he was, but he could make a room erupt. Yeah. But once everyone yeah. knew him, he was like, all right. Yeah, because I almost feel like as well, as like, I am climbing the ranks as are we all, do you know what I mean? But I only recently have started to enjoy the journey more. Whereas I have always beat myself up and been like, why am I not up here? I need to get up here. Let me up here. Let me up here. But it's not always always rosy at the top, as they say. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's I, I, I feel like sometimes we need to take a step back and just go, let's just enjoy the journey. Because you're gigging five times a week or four times a week or three times a week. You're driving here, there and everywhere. Every situation's different. You're not being treated like a fucking LS superstar. Yeah. But you're being looked after. Do you know, it's there's loads of things that come with it but I feel like I for a long time beat myself up because I wasn't at the top from the very beginning which is fucking stupid do you know what I mean well, I wasn't have, very realistic have, at the beginning you have to do that to, to realise that then you're, you're yeah. just continually gigging though yeah. I mean I, I run stuff I'm as I said what I do is like my, my part in the whole comedy scene is 
It's like development manager. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like if you want to do, if you want to do the big boys, you come down and gig with me, and I'll I'll send you on loan to Huddersfield. <laughs> you know that sort of way. It's like is he, and then I'm running the two shows, so I, I'm doing that. But it's it's one of those things where. I used to do it when I played in bands. I would run gigs, and I, I was like, I want to run a gig that I would like to play. Mm. So I try and pay well. I get look after people, you know that sort of thing. Where it's like, it's, I want this to be a gig I want to do, and then mm. if people take that as an example. They'll go and start their own gigs other places, and then there will be more of a scene for us to do, mm. which is why I still do my like my two monthly shows, and then try and do something different as well. Scenes fucking thriving, isn't it? It's flat out. I've never seen it as big and as successful and as booming. Like I think I think the only thing is the new rock and roll. Yeah, as I was saying as well, where people think you've just sort of come out of the ether. Oh yeah, and you're like hmm. doing this ten years, decade. Yeah, <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Scrabbling around the place, the sex people. That was the one I was saying to him. I was like, I always get really jealous of like the new comedians when there's this whole wave of people who've been gigging for like a year or two, and you'd be chatting them and they go, "How are you getting on?" They're like, ah, I did a gig the other night. It was just all right. There was only like thirty people there, and I'm like. Get you have fucked. no idea. <laughs> you, yeah, have you have no, no idea. idea. Yeah, I, I'm right on the precipice of that generation of stand-up comedians where I'm like, I remember gigging to five people, but then I'm also, I should be more appreciative, even if it's like only like twenty people in and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But then I'm also kind of like, oh my god, are you in between? Like yeah, I kind of feel like I'm a bit of a floater in that way. Um, been you are a it. piece of shit. <laughs> 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 been doing it since what like 2000 2019 started 2019 was it 2019 you've only been gigging for three years no he didn't gig for a year and a half yeah, that's been good. I did a, I did improv for a year before that, and it just felt like the natural kind of succession to uh, going from, like, you're on stage with a group of people, like maybe five or six different people, to going like, oh, I don't need to split what I'm getting paid between six people now. Yeah, this yeah. is great. Is yeah. improv strange as well, because you'll say something that will get rapturous applause, and then you're thinking to yourself, I'm never saying that again. Yeah, yeah. True. <laughs> is that weird? Because at least if you have a joke and you go, well, that's good, I'll keep that. Oh yeah, yeah, no, one hundred percent. You're like, oh, well, that was fun. That'll break my heart. Yeah, but then does that almost mean you can post all of what you've done online? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, there's no kind of. It, it's one of those weird things about getting stuff filmed, especially because you're like, we're paying all this money, and like you know when you're doing stand up, you're like, I am confident in the material that I've written for this. I think it'll go down great. But then when you're doing improv comedy, you're like. This might well be shit. Yeah. And there is absolutely <laughs> nothing you can do about it. So I've got one or two kind of like 30 minute sets where it's like, I'm like, I'm pretty happy with everything here. Hmm. So, and that's what I send out in showreels to anybody that wants to get used. Class. Y- give improv a go? Would I? Yeah. Yeah, I would, yeah. I would never pursue it. I would never contact someone and go, can I do improv? Mm. But if someone says to me, do you fancy coming and trying improv? Yeah, I would give it a go, yeah. I like that kind of vulnerability to, it's almost like an open mic night or a new material night or a new material set where you're just getting up and you just don't know how you're going to be perceived or what the audience are going to think. You just have to get out and just say what's on your mind. But I feel like um, one of my strongest points doing stand-up is audience like reactions and in- interaction. So I feel like I, it could be a good thing for me to try it, but I just it's not a, it's not a goal, it's not an ambition. Mm. 
it's just something I would try. Just you know, it's like a footballer being asked to do yoga. You'd be like, ah, I'll <laughs> fucking give it a go, Joe. If yeah. it prolonged gigs his career, like you know, I'll yeah. give it a go. But I, I'm not gonna. I, I don't want to be a yoga trainer. I'll, I still want to play football. Well, like something, something you could try after you give up the you know being a shepherd. So it's uh, <laughs> how long have you been sitting on that one? The fuck's my <laughs> stick? I thought about just beat you around. Beat you to fucking death, my big curly whirly stick. That's a bishop. I told you I'm fucking stupid, Lord. <laughs> you should know this by no, now. You're right, the shepherd's crook. That's the one. That's the one that you used to in like the old days that would like take you off the stage with. Times up in the Bugs Bunny cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> what is it called? Uh, uh, what? Sh- shepherd's, crook. shepherd's crook. Right, right. Yeah, you're, you're, you're from Rugby. You know some crooks. <laughs> <laughs> Half my family. You just hit your knee there as if you're going. Are you, no, you, no, do no. You want to head on? You're like, no, I, I, I was, sa- I was selling me. Darren Schoeter. I was like, ah, this guy. Yeah. Thank you. It's called being a good friend. Yeah. Thank you, pantomime audience. <laughs> well, slap my thigh. Oh, uh, dear. Imagine I, I was just like, nope, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> I always find that whenever somebody like, gets up during a gig to like go to the bar, go to the bathroom, it's it's right after you've always told the punchline. Like, oh, she's not having that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I like referencing that too when people just get up and you're like, you talk about whatever the, the setup to the joke was yeah. and you're like, you're not a fan of fucking my brother being a unicorn? What's going on here? <laughs> no, uh, that, that's one of the things. So like the thriving and the awkwardness and then when you're on stage, you have the potential, I think somebody starts you because you, you always go out with the intention of, I think you go out with the intention of just doing your material. Every day. It's like, it's like if, somebody, <laughs> if somebody starts Sean... If you somebody have the sneezes, to be the meanest person. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. I, I almost like to think there's two reasons. Like, you there's two things that I can put that down to, right? One, when I first started doing stand up, I couldn't drive, so I had to gig around Lurgan. And oh, when yeah. I gigged around Lurgan, it Training was ground. rough as fuck. So you were telling people to shut the fuck up. You were like, "I'll murder your family if you don't fucking stop talking." Do you know, you had to be really, really cutthroat. And I feel that was like just in the preschools. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's one of them. And the second one, I feel like in my life, like uh, in my personal life, I'm a family man. I'm Mister Clean Cut. I'm Mister Nice Guy. I I wouldn't say boo to a goose. So I almost feel like it's good that I can go into a comedy club and the second I grab a mic, I can just turn full cunt and then. <laughs> Just the gig's over, and I just back to driving with two hands on the wheel at nine and three, and yeah. listening to fucking classic FM. And I go home and have my wee bowl of cereal and watch the episode or something. Go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I almost put it down to that. But I know there's times I come off stage and I'm like, that was. I feel like every person I've spoke to personally hates my guts, but the rest of the audience will think I'm funny. Do you know what I mean? So if I lose <laughs> ten people, yeah. That's yeah. a small sacrifice for gaining 90 followers. Yeah, you got to spend money to make money. Yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> I what thought you were going to say. We were just like, oh, this like red mist descended. What happened? You know, like you come to and you're outside. How did I get out here? No, I, you just, I just did 25 minutes. Did <laughs> oh, dear. What, what's the, the comedy goal or what's the next thing? What's the next step? What do you want to achieve? Especially since you've finished, you've now gigged with Reginald D. Hunter. Mm-hmm. Where, do you, where do you go from there? Well, my thing, I, I always wanted... When I was doing improv, I was like, SNL. That would be class, wouldn't it? Hmm. And then I was like, I just don't think I could date Kim Kardashian. So that uh, that dream yeah. went out the window. Um, <laughs> Seems like hard work. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, <laughs> um, but I don't know. It was Conan. I would love to have done Conan. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's not a thing anymore. So I'm going to say 
being able to gig at Just for Laughs in Montreal. Right. I reckon. Well, that'd be cool. Yeah. And I reckon it's somewhat obtainable. That's an achievable goal, yeah. 100%. Yeah. Yeah, I have no, I have no interest in going over to Edinburgh or anything like that. But I think have you not done Edinburgh nope. before? No, uh, I've been just, for just all of Spice Burger. I'm <laughs> kicking about the place. <laughs> yeah. um, I've been to a show, been to shows there, but I've never performed. Reginald D. Hunter. <laughs> <laughs> yes, four times. <laughs> I just, I just followed him around the every fucking every mile the whole day, <laughs> every Wasn't night of August. <laughs> <laughs> just yeah. you at Reginald D. Hunter's show. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you looked familiar. Did I not have a restraining order? <laughs> But It'd be funny if your code for your next fucking solo show was just Reginald Hunter going fuck off and leave me alone. <laughs> no, because you did, like you did Edinburgh. Oh, I've done Edinburgh, I would say, eight to ten times That's now. Because I did that thing where I remember chatting to other comedians from here, and one of the years I was home, I flew to Australia, did Perth and Adelaide for like four weeks, and flew home. And I was like, because I like, stayed with my cousins and stayed with my mates, so I didn't have to pay accommodation. Brilliant. I flew home and I was like, I made money. And the boys were like, I went to Edinburgh, it was flat out, <laughs> and it cost me £1,500. Yeah, yeah. That's how it was for me at the start. Now, the last couple, I've made quite a bit of money, which Thank has God. been amazing. You yeah, come yeah. home and you fucking pay your mortgage and your rent, and your you, 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 it covers you for the few months when you come home and you're comfortable. But th- at the start, it was grim. Like, it was grim. But the, the, the way forward, I think, for a lot of people are the... The bucket shows, you just pay what you yeah. want, and th- it's classed as the free fringe, but it's obviously not free. They should mm. probably change the name of it. If, I don't know if they have because I haven't been over in a few years, but they should probably change the name of it from free fringe because some people do come in with the pretense that you don't have to pay, whereas it's like it's pay what you want. Mm. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You yeah, put, a lot you of pubs down Dublin and stuff do it that kind of way yeah. as well. Yeah. I was in the crunch there a couple of weeks ago, like busking, kind of. Just but like as a club though, does it devalue the performer? Do you think? I don't know because the crunch is it, it was a really good night and um yeah they seem to they kind of like stand at each entrance with the bucket as like the I think the stock line is like it's free to watch but it, you have to pay to leave kind of thing yeah yeah and they've even got like card readers and stuff like that now so Class. it's like you can't even go like oh I don't have you to can't pay escape oh yeah cash yeah, is yeah, yeah. That's exactly so that's pretty smart yeah, yeah. smart way. So we're going to move away from having even a bucket then in the future. <laughs> Probably, it's just going to yeah. be a wee machine. Yeah. <laughs> ATM comedy. Yeah. Suggested rate. Mm-hmm. I've already plugged in. Just, just tap it out. <laughs> yeah. We'll put 20% tip as yeah, well. Yeah. I'll <laughs> tell you what you think. <laughs> what about yourself, man? Have you any goals or anything you want to achieve in comedy? Uh, I would like to do more international gigs. I, I mm. really love touring and I love doing festivals and being away and I'd, I'd love to get back and do shows around Asia again I'd love to do some European dates I think I really love travel and comedy lets me do it I'm not yeah. sure I'm even a comedian <laughs> 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 I might be a backpacker that knows a couple of jokes <laughs> <laughs> it works though there's a solo show in that exactly I think, I think I've already done it twice um, would you ever gig to like Cars of Strangers Joe where you just fucking stick the thumb out and then somebody lifts you up and you just do a set and then they drop you off but explain to them what's happening like before. Full backpacker. <laughs> <laughs> Have your re-sign just going. No, I, that's the start of horror. I movies, tell man, jokes. But I've done. No, I've, I've been really lucky. I've done stuff like where you're on. I did the, like a rooftop gig in Bali. Mm. You know, I did I did gigs around Singapore. Bali Mina. Bali Mina. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, no stuff like that. I've done. I've done like Thailand and all those places. Mm. I was over in Australia for a long time. I was in Canada. Did New Zealand. Cool man. Do you play like, the Irish card? Oh yeah, yeah. One of my shows. One of my shows was called Whiskey and Ginger Meal. 
Right, right. Yeah, that's what, so <laughs> that was the one I took around Ninja. And it was great fun. Class. Yeah, yeah. They automatically. It's one of the ones where somebody came up to me once and said, I don't know what you're saying, but it sounds funny. Because you're gigging in countries where they actually speak English, <laughs> not like us, <laughs> trying to. Yeah. I've done a few gigs internationally, like around Europe mostly, but there's a barrier there, especially with the kind of jokes that I tell with, you know, working around the English language. Yeah, wordplay. Yeah. When it's not their number one language, it mm. can be a struggle. So you kind of have to go a lot slower, and I almost feel like I'm at my best when I'm performing the local crowds because I can just talk quite fast and people understand every word whereas as soon as you go even to England some people have hardly ever heard our accent before and you have to slow things down quite a bit Yeah. whereas I love just going and culty bastard and throwing out all these localisms you have that where it's um, if you find when you're gigging in places have you ever gigged with acts who English is their second language and they're doing stand up in English that's mental that's mind-blowing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do that. And somebody came up to me one time and they were like, oh, your set was really good. And I was like, no, no, your set was better. I was <laughs> like, you've learned a language and understood enough of it mm. to make a joke in the second language. That's fucking fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, that was... Um, very commendable. Yeah, before the pandemic, that was my kind of goal. Because I was like, right, I want to do a solo show. Did that. I was like, right, I want to learn five minutes in like Spanish or something like that and go really? do it in Barcelona. Uh, and then I ended up having heart surgery and didn't do it. <laughs> Completely <laughs> forgot about it until you said there about other people doing. <laughs> Way more essential, though, I feel, in the... Oh, what, the heart surgery? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, 100%. 100%. What would have been really funny was if you had to learn five minutes in Spanish and then went to Barcelona and they actually speak Catalan. They don't even speak Spanish. <laughs> uh, that would have been amazing. <laughs> what do you do? Yeah. Learn Catalonian. Hmm. Well, I mean... This sort of the same question back to yourself. What's now? Because you're writing. You're not even just doing comedy. I know. I'm. I know. I know. I. I, I don't know if I'm coming or going half the days. To be honest, <laughs> I'm. I'm. I'm just fingering so many pies at the minute. But I. I don't know. I feel like for the past maybe four or five years, I've had no goals and no nothing to reach for. You've just been going. I've just been turning the wheel. Yeah. So I feel like I maybe could be a good time coming up to the the new year where I could have a, maybe a resolution I could maybe come up with something and go what is achievable uh, maybe have a couple do you know what's something that I could do right now that I could maybe put on in a few months what's something I could maybe aim to do by the end of the year and what's something that is fucking ridiculous that why not shoot for the stars oh that's pretty cool so, so I might have uh, three short term medium and long term goals that yeah, kind of thing pretty much yeah that's but I've, cool. I've, I've heard a thing recently I don't know who said it but it was it was very kind of like I need to take notice of that where it's like you need to almost write down where you in like dreamland where do you want to be in five years time and then work backwards write down right what is it that got you there you know you maybe sold out Carnegie Hall because you Mm -hmm. did Conan Mm -hmm. so how do you do Conan you did Conan by having a really good maybe Edinburgh Fringe Festival and getting a big agent off the back of it so you do that and then you work your way back and then you go I lived in Craig Avon yeah yeah we're going forward again. We're going forward. <laughs> yeah, podcast in my garage, you know, yeah. and then just start to build it that way. So I, I, I don't know if I'm that ambitious with stand-up. I don't know if stand-up's my forte in the long term. But it's something that has taught you, you know how to write jokes, so you know how to write. Of so course, you can write something course. else. Yeah. You can still write humour in. Yeah. It's weird, though. Do you, ever, do you ever work on a project and you go, 
That's a really good joke. I don't want to put that in the project. I want to use it as Every a joke. Every day I wake up. Oh, that'd kill me. I don't know whether I wouldn't know where to divide the, the yeah, work. Yeah. Oh, that's really good. Should I... That's keep me. that for a script or <laughs> that's every day of my fucking life yeah. and that has driven me to insanity and back so many times since I started doing stand up because I don't know whether to put something in a script or in the, a set or do it as a social media joke or use it as something that might be topical or it's it just I feel like there are so many avenues like, I, I don't, don't think know people realise because like, so people like yourself uh, other comedians like Kieran Bartlett and Dave Elliott and those guys write scripts and you can you mm. can sell a script and it might never get made and you're like oh there's loads of really good stuff in that that yeah. I just can't use now. Yeah, what you've already do? given oh, yeah. committed it to the piece. Never yeah. thought about that way. Yeah. I was just like, you sell it, but then <laughs> no, it's it. It just doesn't get me. Yeah. <laughs> stuff gets developed, and then they just go, "Now nah, we're not going to bother." Can mm. someone claim plagiarism, even if you've, if you were the one that wrote it? If you wrote the piece, it doesn't get made, and then you be like, "Well, yeah. I had a couple of good jokes in there. I'm going to use." Yeah, I don't know because I don't write. Fuck off. <laughs> yeah, but there, there, there'll be contracts and stuff. Fuck the. That would come into contracts, but um, yeah, I, 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 I'm excited for the future, but I almost, I'm happy where I'm at now. Do you know what I mean? Are you, are you happy? Yeah, he's happy. There. Flat out. I need to career-wise and personally. A, yeah, probably need to take a break. Yeah, yeah. You're too tired. You're too. It's because I work full time as well, mm. and then I, I drive the country three or four nights a week. So I'm driving anyway, and then you get home and you go, oh, I have to drive to Dublin here. Mm. That's really bad idea. I'll probably take a, I'll probably take a, a few months off when I you know put the car over their ditch, <laughs> <laughs> just knackered. Yeah, just trying to get home. Now I take four months off. He broke both his legs. You know? Yeah, up turned outside the doctor. Um, yeah, I'll do that. I need, I need I need to step. Up. I need to write more. I'm getting very bad. I'm coming up with stuff when I'm emceeing and then remembering it and turning it into a bit. But that's really lazy about writing. Mm. Yeah, I see because I do like bullet points because I can't physically write down every single yeah. word of a joke. I usually try and learn the joke and then write down just one bullet point. But mm. I go through my old sets and I see something where it's like Queen Elizabeth and I'm all, that what the fuck is that? Yeah. It's completely brand new information to me. So I'd say the amount of material that I have forgotten or lost or came up with, as you say, for one gig or you're emceeing and you just scribble something down on the back of a flyer. Yeah. And then it just goes. I, I God knows how much material I've lost in that. Well, you, you I mean, you do a lot of shorter stuff. Mm-hmm. You, do you do... Would you write stuff out and like try the comedians of a thing where we do like the rule of three, try it three times, it works. Mm-hmm. You get a one or two. Have you done stuff you've written it three times? And we're like, nah. Oh yeah. So there's loads yeah. of that. Yeah, yeah, I have that stuff too. When you try something three times, it goes doesn't I don't work. Throw it out. I don't throw those like little like rags of paper that you write jokes that because um, I I don't know. I kind of feel like. Oh no, keep it. In, I have it in my book, and I'll be like, maybe I can rework it. Maybe I can work on it. Yeah, look come back, back to on it, it with a new set of eyes, kind of thing. But uh, no, I always have this thing where I'm like. Yes, uh, I'll I'll try it and stuff like that, but nothing is ever permanently like not good enough. Yeah, if you know what I mean. Yeah, if you've thought of it or if you've put it in your set, yeah, there's at least something there there's to start. Yeah, that you can a rework, why rewrite. You it down, kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, but I, there's even jokes in my set that I hate telling or that I think are dog shit, mm. but they get a really good reception, so I just tell them. Or there's something that is like where I do the impression of Celine Dion if she was from Derry. Yeah. I only do that because I have another part of that setup that gets a big laugh. But once I do the impression, it's not actually that funny. It's actually quite shite and pathetic. But it has to get you somewhere else. But yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or the first bit is the funny bit. But in order for me to get to the second bit, I don't think that makes sense. I think the the second bit isn't funny. Yeah. But 
I have to build up as if I'm going to do the second bit for the first punchline to be funny. So it's like, it's like a, a callback in reverse. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. You're like, I'm going to do a really funny joke, <laughs> and then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to tank it after. <laughs> yeah. Did you enjoy that? <laughs> Mood killer. <laughs> yeah, but then once you reference it to you, it, it can get a laugh and yeah, stuff yeah. too. You know, So there's sometimes I like telling jokes because it makes the audience groan or mm. because they're like... Oh, you do that, and then you go, should have done that one first. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's... Yeah, one thing I, I learned recently is... To just not take everything so seriously. I think for a long time I took everything really, really seriously. And I've got to the point recently where it's just been like, just go with the flow and just try and have a good time and just be really silly. Just be really, like somebody contacted me last night and they were all, um, we've got you coming up to do a show. Could we get a headshot? And I just sent them like a Snapchat filter of me with a baldy head doing like this <laughs> to the camera. And I was like, please use this. And they were all, I'll see, I'll ask the bosses. Yeah. But if not, could you send us a proper one too? And I was like, see, if you can't use that, come back to me and I'll give you another one. Ah, uh, that's good. You're like, I'm not, yeah. if I give you this, you'll just ditch yeah. it through it. So yeah. no, find out. But Kieran Franco too, he, he booked me for a gig about two months ago. And a couple of days before the Queen died, he was all, can you send me like a, a bio or something that I can put on the, I think it was either the poster or the flyer or social media. And I says, um, seeing Sean Haggerty do stand up is a bit like waiting for the Queen to die. Some people are going to be watching it, laughing their heads off, eating popcorn. And other people are going to fucking be devastated <laughs> and cry their eyes out and have the most worst time ever. Come to a show and decide for yourself. But then, like two or three days later, the Queen died. Yeah. But this is what they used on, the, on their social media and all. It's like, some people are going to think I'm a full cunt for doing that. Yeah, yeah. But at the time, I was like, I'm just going to do that. Rather than listen to all the shit I've been in or done, I'm like, yeah, this is to me is so much funnier and mm. so much more lighthearted. Do you know what's very sinister too, but I've almost like started doing? I watched the... Not the roast, something to do with Norm Macdonald on Netflix recently, when he died and all the comedians got together at the comedy store yeah, and just I've talked about him. I that had that made me almost have an out of body experience where I was thinking, how do I want everyone to remember me? Do you know what I mean? Because I am so serious all the time and so quite sort of dull at times, or quite just always with a lot on my mind and a lot on my plate, and being a full time father and fucking full time comedian and full time twenty other things. I've got to the point recently where I'm like. I just need to have a bit of crack sometimes. Mm. I just need to just give people stories where it's when my f it's my funeral they can go remember he did this or remember he showed up to this or not, and I, it's just made me not take myself as seriously so much more now, mm. and I, I I'm enjoying that road that I'm starting to go down. That's weird. It's like to be funny, you know what you need to do? Fucking relax. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. it's really hard. It's really hard to go from that. Like if you're yeah. having a bad day, or if you're yeah. really serious. Oh yeah. And then just walk up and be like. Hey, yeah. hey, hey. <laughs> That's why it's about enjoying the ride now, too. Do you know, in more ways than one. Nice. But people always say, like, do you know, once you use this, once you have this as your career, stand-up, you become so much more serious because it's no longer just you talking about being blocked or fingering somebody or whatever. It's, this is your career. Yeah. This is your fucking profile, your brand. This is where people are paying big money to come and see you or for you to endorse their brand or whatever. So you have to be bringing your A game, you have to be at the top of your game at all times. Do you know, whereas this part and I, we're just getting paid to have a laugh. So just get paid and have a laugh. And this is why I still work full time. <laughs> 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 I've 
would love to get somebody who, if I can get to a level, there, there's my ambition. I want to get to a level where someone else does my social media. Oh, that's my, oh, okay, that's my yeah, dream. That's, that's the dream. And I just show up, tell jokes, and go home yeah. and not worry about it. Yeah, I didn't realize, but that's my dream as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I can even pay someone to reply to my DMs, I think I'd be happy. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, that is just a big burden. Yeah, I'm going to give you £300 a week to deal with this nutcase. Yeah. No, yeah. that's fair enough. No, that, that, that's, that's, yeah, that's a realistic goal. Get to a level where someone else is doing the, the lifting. Like. Yeah, a million percent. And then I can just give you my gig. Like, George, run in with you. I have my <laughs> brain's oh, around. No, that is one thing I will never do. Run gigs? Run gigs. No interest? No, not that I don't have any interest, because it would, like, it would be nice to have like a steady stream of gigs where I know I will get a spot. You've babysat my gigs? Yeah, no, I've babysat them and stuff like that. But Oh, when it's everybody booked, they know what they're doing. You just make it your... It's ticket sales for me. Cracking the whip. It's like at the minute I've got a I've got a show coming up, and uh, so I've got most of the show uh, written, but it's the selling tickets part. It is mm. the despise it that I I don't think I'm necessarily bad at it, but it's the thing that I have least confidence in myself in doing. If you know what I mean. I get selling yourself online all the time too. Yeah, it, it's it gets so mundane, and you you start to hate yourself, and you're like. All people see at me now is just me plugging this show. Well, like, we're, like, like we're a all desperation comedians, well, almost. So the, the terrible imposter syndrome. Mm. It's like when you say, I'm a, I'm a stand-up comedian, you're confident enough to say that. And people go, are you any good? And I go, I'm all right. That's <laughs> shit way to sell yourself. <laughs> I know, I know. But you feel like a dickhead yeah. going, yes, you should come see me because I think I am very funny. And I, I, like, I wouldn't be up on stage doing it if I didn't think I was funny in the first place. Mm. Exactly. And but I you have, exactly. keep getting booked and all Yeah, but you have months. that weird thing where somebody asks you and you go, well, I don't know, I like you should come you can come along and have a look yourself I don't know I don't, you if you want judge. to you don't have to and then you're just like you're absolutely telling this person <laughs> yeah. not to come see you yeah. in, fact, in fact no I'm not selling you a ticket like. yeah 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 you can't come but tell your friends <laughs> I've made this awkwardly <laughs> you just got anything coming up lads you just want to promote uh, yeah I've got that show WWJD um, oh yes when will Jordan die uh, coming up 22nd of November in the Sunflower Comedy Club be fun for you MC you yeah, MC Am I MCing? I'm just gonna come down to the gig anyway. That's fine. Okay, sweet. Let's see if you buy it. Let him do it. He can be really mean, and then you look lovely. (laughs) (laughs) That Jordan fellow was sound, (laughs) especially after the guy from Learn called me a bastard eight times. Just fly kick someone from the stage. (laughs) But um, so yeah, I've got uh, it's almost sold out. So uh, and it's what another what that's a month. Mm -hmm. Long you doing? uh, Forty minutes. So all new stuff. All new stuff. Like hundred percent. Like, every bit of it has never been heard before. Like okay, so it has been heard, say the last what three weeks, where I've been like putting like the like kind of the whole shit sandwich of doing stuff you know that works, closing with stuff you know that works, and just yeah. put the new stuff right in the middle. Yeah. Uh, so I've been doing that for a while, but it's all in like different places and stuff like that, like Harlow and uh, Offlay and stuff like that, where nobody's seen me before. Mm-hmm. So they, <laughs> which is very risky going. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. They yeah. don't know if like. Oh yeah, uh, maybe his normal material's good. I don't know. <laughs> um, but yeah, so yeah, I've got that coming up, and then apart from that, I've got nothing, nothing really, apart from just gigging away uh, until New Year. And what did that show again? Twenty second of November, Wednesday. There you go. Tickets Last. five pounds. Eventbrite something. Tell them what the bargain. Tell them at the end. Bargain. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I know. It's. A, I felt. I felt bad about charging more than a fiver. Just because it's like a brand new show, hmm. uh, <laughs> and there was like a wee disclaimer on the ticket sales in Eventbrite that this will, <laughs> this might well be shit. Yeah. <laughs> we're this will find be out together. this will be worth a fiver. <laughs> if anything, it's everyone's going on this trip together. Yeah, exactly right. You know I mean? Yeah, we're all microdosing my comedy, guys. <laughs> <laughs> right, let's leave right 
on something I've just came up with. If you could give one of the newer comedians one tip. Hang based... on, hang on. Can I not plug my stuff? No. You don't have anything. Do you have you work full time. Yeah. You don't get to plug stuff when you work yeah. full time. Take the sacrifice that we take. Yeah. Sell your soul. All right, what's your bit of the else named? <laughs> go. <laughs> what have you got? No, nothing. Go ahead. No, what have you got? Come on, tell us something. <laughs> uh, no, I just thought if I vocalize something, I'm going to bully myself into doing something. I'm going to try and organize a comedy pub crawl in Belfast next year. Class. Why don't you, you do it for Christmas? Too, too, too soon. I have fucking too much on. <laughs> What if you have too much on next week, next year though? Uh, no, because it's going to be the, the break. January's a nice break, the book okay. stuff. And I'm going to bring back the beer tasting show. There's going to be more of it as well. Class, book me for that. I shall. Please. Do you have to get George hammered? Or or to <laughs> how does it work? I'd nope, love to you do, do, you do 10 minutes. Tonight. You do oh. 10 minutes while they, while they sample their beer. Can you do a drunk comedian's night? Do you think you could combine the two? Where everyone has to get Yeah, I'm sure there's quite a lot of kids. <laughs> before. I've never been blocked in a gig. Yeah. I've had a drink or two, but I've never been blocked. Yeah, we could do something where you do like a f- 10 minutes at the first half and then you just get chinned at half time yeah. and then back out again. That'd be good. Just IV a bottle of vodka. <laughs> <laughs> get it in. I, do, I, I need to take like LSD because I don't drink. Yeah, yeah. We'll get you something. Don't worry. <laughs> Somebody in the audience will have something. <laughs> yeah, it's really good. You're all very welcome, ladies, gentlemen, <laughs> unicorns. <laughs> right, so the, if somebody from the pavilion's watching this, somebody who's thinking of getting into stand-up, if you could just give them one tip, what one tip do you think you could give them? Gets them on the ladder, gets them seen, gets them gigs. Uh, so, I don't know if this tip will work, but this is what I did. Reginald D. Hunter, torture him. Turn up to gigs that you're not on at. Show that you're kind of interested in like the going pretty much anywhere and everywhere. If you are. But don't be doing it unless you're... If, like, your heart's not in it, don't be doing it. And obviously you won't. Um, your heart wasn't in it, was it? You don't have... Do you have a heart? <laughs> I do now. You do have a heart? Um, 70% of a heart. Yeah, 70%. 70%. Uh, 75. And... <laughs> yeah, no, that that's the kind of thing I do. Like, turn up. Uh, be no one by just turning up, I guess. That's how I... That's good, tip, that's good tip. Good uh, tip. To, to sort of reiterate your point, if you're looking to get gigs in the place... By all means, go to the gig first. Mm. Come down and, and introduce yourself to the promoter. I get messages from people, and I'm like, I don't know who that is. If it's feasible, though, don't be getting people from, like... No, if it's, if it's, if it, if it's within your scene, yeah, come <laughs> oh, down yeah, and say no, hello. 100%. But, like, would you say the dairy scene is part of the Belfast scene as well? Because it's technically the same country and stuff like that, but they, it does seem... Like, imagine... No, that. but when I'm up in dairy, then come and say hi. Oh, okay, true. Does it seem like two different... Um, like, just geographically, not in, like there's any like fundamental differences or anything like that right. it is just a pain in the hole to mm. have to go out the glen chain path it's just far, far isn't yeah. it it's fucking yeah. far i love so it, i love i'm gigging in Derry on thursday i fucking i love yeah. chicken box brickwork doing yeah. anything down there i'd say that and if you're a new comedian when you're on a night be there to start and watch every comedian learn yeah mm-hmm. do your bit and then because people people do that thing i think we're probably all as we're a bit older now you do a bit and then you run away because you're like i have to go home to my family mm-hmm. but if you're a new comedian or you're only starting Stick watch every comedian stay yeah. and watch because yeah. i think when we started you would have watched every show yeah, oh, yeah. i still do it's the only way to learn no, it yeah. apart from last night well i do because i'm emceeing it and running <laughs> it usually but yeah <laughs> that's what you have to you just have to basically just if you're only starting out watch as much as you can in the live environment you can watch as much netflix or uh whatever comedian specials as you want but doesn't cut it though you have nothing to be beats yeah. uh, that atmosphere yeah. See how other comedians are doing. Watch people who are, have been doing it for longer. 
watch people who are even newer than you they might have something else on it so yeah, yeah just watch loads of comedy and be out of be and, a part of the audience and you don't know what material you could get to from hearing a topic that someone's talking about and exactly. you're like oh this funny thing happened to me i must incorporate that in yep. some way into my set um what you, piece of advice one piece of advice gig like fuck Take any gig. If anyone lets you hold a microphone in front of a crowd for one minute, 30 seconds, 20 minutes, take it, do it, and just work on getting better. Didn't work at my Abbey's funeral, did it? It worked for me. I, did, I got a stand ovation. Fair enough. <laughs> I just wonder why you were at that funeral. Morris, that wasn't, she wasn't <laughs> actually standing. <laughs> what a great place to end. <laughs> Fucking dork. Darn's dead, Andy. Lads, thanks so many for coming in. You are too far away to high five, so we'll high fuck, will we? Yeah, fucking pleasure to have you. Let's do this again sometime. Uh, cheers for coming down. Thanks That's the end day. of the episode. It's the One Two One Two podcast. Search for Jordan Robinson, Darren Matthews on social media, and get down to all of our shows and all our gigs that we have coming up. Cheers for your ears. Take it easy. See ya.